Hey there, it's Nick. While Alan is on paternity leave, congrats, Alan, uh, join us in watching episodes from The Greatest Adventure, Stories from the Bible. It's the cartoon that Adam constantly references, was made by Hanna-Barbera, and has some surprising voice casting. This week, we're talking Jonah, which you can find on Amazon, Google Play, or YouTube for free. to the King James Virgin, where each and every week my friends Alan and Adam recount Bible stories from their childhoods to me. I've never heard them before. My name is Nick. And I'm Adam. And forget that you heard that yep. intro because <laughs> uh, we are not doing a Bible story that I have not heard before. That's true. And I, Alan is not here. So. <laughs> Correct. So <laughs> we should just rewrite that. I don't know why I said these words. Um, but hello. Welcome. Uh, the teacher is gone. Yep. Alan uh, had a baby all by himself and uh, is uh, not here. And so the substitute teacher is wheeling the cart in. Oh my God, this was when substitute teachers, like if they didn't have a, or like the teacher like fucked off and didn't have a lesson plan or something, uh -huh. like that's when we would totally watch these videos. Absolutely. So yes, we are uh, Adam and to a lesser extent, Alan talk a lot during our normal episodes about how a lot of the recollection comes from these cartoons that totally. you watch, um, which you have said were rolled out uh, substitute teacher oh, panic totally. moments. Um, and were there were there non religious things that were like go tos in your uh, upbringing? Yeah, we also had like kind of American icons. So there was like a Benjamin Franklin one, Thomas, okay. like, like PBS things. No, they were like the same Hanna-Barbera oh, oh, style. Oh, interesting. I think they were they were a different company. I don't know if they were Hanna-Barbera, but they were they were animated hmm. and they were half hour long. Mm -hmm. In retrospect, they I wouldn't say straight up lied in them, <laughs> but like Edison comes off real good okay, in yeah. these things. And so like I grew up with this idea of Thomas Edison being this kind of like wonderful inventor who you know, brought you lights. Aspire to be. Right. If and only then, you could be as productive as a Thomas Edison. Exactly. And like I I I in my mind, remember them testing different things for the filament. Uh -huh. And like, it's a sequence where they go like, they're, they're like oh, test 172 and like they're going through and, and then everybody it's like late at night and everybody's falling asleep. And, uh, suddenly like there's like a glow on the guy's face and it gets brighter and brighter and brighter. And then it's usually exploding and it doesn't explode. Uh -huh. And people are like, what is it? And the guy's like thread, common thread. And they're like, ah, and then it, you know, it's this huge <laughs> celebratory thing. Uh, and it wasn't until college where, you know, I'm, I'm studying film and I, I find out about uh, Georges Méliès and how yeah. like Edison st literally stole all of his stuff and made like Georges Méliès penniless <laughs> uh, for like, and like the last half of uh, Méliès life was like destitute because of Thomas Edison. And then like the whole thing with Tesla and Westinghouse right. and like a horrible human. Yeah. Uh, just a, like a fucking terrible, like it's like, it's, if you have anything good about capitalism, it is not in Thomas Edison. Sure. Yeah. I, I bet that that is very true of a lot of those, uh, things that, yeah. that you would, those, those icons that you would watch. Right. But it, it was treated the same, like the Bible stories and these like icons of America. Yeah. Our two that I remember constantly watching, um, in a normal school, yeah. uh, <laughs> normal public school, Woo! uh, different, were, different set of, of like mental and emotional yeah, damage. Totally. Uh, were one of them from this October sky 
constantly. Really? Constant October sky viewings. That's which such a weird. Which is a weird one. Um, also, but also like glossing over some of the uh, more um, issue prone parts of that, like, like yes. glorifying Werner von, uh, Werner von Braun. <laughs> like just, yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, also the red badge of courage for some reason. Um, and huh. I vividly remember I had a history teacher who would that was like the go to like repeatedly for I think this was like middle school or high school. So it would be just for a year. We watched it multiple times and he would pause the movie whenever he had to cry, which was frequently. No. And it was like, I mean, looking back on it, it's like, okay, this guy was just like publicly working through some stuff. Yeah. And he would like <laughs> try, he would try desperately to, to, to show us like, okay, this is why I'm crying right now in this moment. And here's why it should resonate with you. And we were Dude, all just like, personal uh, film criticism. Yeah. <laughs> So those are the those oh, are the two that I I remember. No cartoons. That's uh, sad. Yeah. I this is I guess we're just talking about random shit that our teachers did. But I because I went to a, like a, a Christian high school. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't it couldn't have been Saving Private Ryan. It might have been Saving Private Ryan. You need like a permission slip to watch that. This one. is the thing. Okay. Is they sent home permission slips and yeah. there was one kid whose parents wouldn't sign it, <laughs> and this poor kid like he he was already kind of like. Uh a little socially awkward and just like he was, he was the kid that was having the hardest time in school. Yes. Um, just in my class. Sure. Um, and he's a super nice kid, but just, you know, he was different and, yeah. you know, of course that's never a good thing. And, and I don't think he, he didn't deal with the, the intensity of bullying that I think he could have in other schools. I, like I, to give, you know, like my school credit, they, the community was, was pretty caring, Yeah, but like of the scale of people, he was just the one who was taking the brunt of, of any sort of weirdness that was happening around school. And like him having to leave this, because it was a senior class. I think it was like actually civics or something like that. Okay. Uh, him having to leave halfway through class. Cause we watched it over the course uh. of a week. <laughs> like we broke it into chunks. So we do like half the class. Just he repeated would walks of shame. Yes. And he was like, he was like, all right, dude, you got to like teachers like, all right, guy, you got to, you, you know, go to the library. Do you know, oh yeah. Like he just had to go sit in the library. I guess. Read. Yeah. Play kid picks or something on the computer. <laughs> Just, Man. I mean, Saving Private Ryan may or may not be appropriate. For right. Yeah. Th- that's the thing. What's the Saving Private Ryan? It's, I mean, it was a World War II. Th- I, I think I remember at least one viewing of Saving Private Ryan over the course of several days. That was a permission slip situation. Um, I mean, that D-Day. It was a big deal that's when a, it came out. Like that, yeah. that was a big fucking deal. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, today uh, we are watching. Uh, we have watched the greatest adventure. Colon. Colon. Stories from the Bible. <laughs> specifically Jonah. <laughs> so for those of you not familiar, this is an animated uh, direct to video yes. series uh, by Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's. I guess about three adventurers. It's two young archaeologists. I, I okay. actually listened to the intro this time. So it's two young, young archaeologists and their nomadic friend, their, Moki. Their nomad friend, or, Moki. Was it Mo- is, I think it's, it's nomadic. nomad friend, Moki. Yeah. <laughs> Who's inexplicably which wearing a, a Detroit Tigers hat. Is that what you think the D is? I was going to ask what you thought the D is. It's a blue hat with a D, but yeah. the D is not stylized like the Detroit logo. So maybe he, not. I was kind of wondering about the D. <laughs> 
well, let's, let's talk about that in a bit. Uh, so, okay. So, yeah, these three young people who travel back in time. It's two Aryan people and a generically Middle Eastern terribly person. Terribly generic. Uh, they travel back in time to ostensibly, like, watch biblical events taking place? Correct. I mean... Okay, so uh, the series was 13 episodes long. Uh, oh, really? That's it? That's it. Um, from 1985 to 1992 is when they were originally released. So that was actually semi-current when I watched them. Like, those were relatively new. Fresh. Huh. And, uh, yeah, so we're doing the uh, Jonah episode, which is actually... Uh, I mean, it's fitting since we're not doing anything in order on the podcast. Right. The Jonah episode is actually the last a character episode in the series. Really? There are like a nativity and creation, you know, things that are not character based that Got happen it. after this. I like the idea of them going to creation and yeah. like existing in nothingness. I'm <laughs> excited to see how they, how our, our friends, Derek and Margot deal with this. Derek so Margot. yes. Uh, so you get this epic intro, which is fantastic. I, I will say, I think so we just in kind of like full disclosure, we tried to do this, at one point as a Patreon. I have watched this two and a half fucking yeah. times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first time, the, all of the equipment's just crapping out and we just like, it's like, fuck it, we're not doing it. Yeah. And then the second time we got through it um, and we tried videoing it and there was a lot of things. It just didn't work. A lot of downtime in these episodes. There are some fun things Ooh. to talk about, but yes. it is not exactly fun to sit through five to seven minutes of just us being like, Ugh. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, and But this intro is like, kind of stellar like it's i'm really sure good. it's what got me like it started me on the whatever obsession with indiana jones i eventually would have oh there's so much indiana jones yeah. shit in here that totally uh informs your personality in that way 100 but the the intro is very cool like the title card and everything great um, aesthetic great aesthetic uh it it's also like the title card itself looks very, very much like the Adventure Time title card. You're totally right. And it does. I actually like seeing it this time. I was like, I wonder if they. I mean, who knows? I mean, if he, the, that guy who I, I'm totally spacing on his name, but the, the guy who created Adventure Time, like Tin Ward. Yes. Yes, because wow. it's because it's like a fucking weird name. Yeah, you're totally right. I, it's totally possible that he grew that, up like sword, like swing. Yeah, you know, with the the splaying out. Um, okay, so you get the epic intro, uh, which is the same in every correct uh, thing, and it gives you the backstory, which yes is the two young archaeologists, which are Derek and Margot. Derek and Margot. <laughs> uh, they're they're on a dig, accompanied by quote their nomad friend Moki. <laughs> awful. Uh, they come across a door in an ancient ruin yep. that turns out to be a portal through time. And we should say, first of all, like the way that they get into this, to this door is like, they're just like poking at the <laughs> yes. ground and suddenly like the ground kind of gives way. Yeah. And they very slowly for the ground giving away or very quickly for quicksand, one of the two, I'm yeah. not sure which descend into this like hole. There's also, I should say they, they, before they do it, they're doing this massive pan. There's like 30 people working and there's a Jeep. Yes. There are professionals working on this dig, right? They are, the kids are the ones that discover the like, correct. The, but also good shit. nobody comes to find them. Like not. they fall into a hole screaming and like the 30 people around is like, they're fine. Well, we don't really know what is happening on the, this timeline. That is true. Also, they, <laughs> do you know, like this, I know this is a spoiler, but like they never come back. No, I have a lot of questions. Okay. About this. <laughs> so, but like they get into this thing and it's, this is also what's great about this is it's supposed to be like around the Holy land. <laughs> Everything in this thing, in this cave or like, uh, like burial chamber is Egyptian. 
<laughs> there's like, there's yeah. like, there's like Horuses totally. and like, yeah. and, and, uh, hieroglyphics and like the like, most stereotypical. Yeah, completely. And they go to this and they're apparently all able to read this hieroglyphs cause they can read this thing. Like all through enter this door. Travel oh yeah. Through right. Time. Yes. No problem. Yeah. And well, they are young archaeologists. They are young ar- yeah. So. <laughs> Um, so they go through this portal through time now. Okay. So, and here's, here's my first of many questions okay. for you, the uh, expert. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, Alan's not here. Nope. You are now the expert. Fair. So we are starting not chronologically in the series. Is this ever expanded upon? No. Okay. No. What you saw as the intro <laughs> is literally the intro for every episode. They never, and they also don't show them going through time. Uh-huh. Like the doors open and they show like a blue swirly. Yeah, yeah. And then it fades to black. Okay, so we're not worried about the mechanic of what nope. happens. They're not worried apparently about where they are. No. Or coming back like throughout this entire thing, and I will bring this up repeatedly, Please do. I am sure. They're constantly saying like, well, we got to hit the road. To, to where? where? Where are you going? No, for sure. Like, what are we you need- doing? <laughs> no, because like uh, Derek is like every single, like every time there's a break in the conversation, like we got to get on the road. Yeah. We got to go down, down the river. Yes. To what? Yes. I what? have no idea. <laughs> yeah. But they're not, they're not freaked out at all either. It's no. not like, it's no. not like we're just running, hoping to find a portal somewhere. It's just like, yeah, we got to get in that boat. I don't know if they're high or what, because <laughs> all they seem to care about is getting food and Bought they don't that. seem super worried about it. They definitely don't seem worried. It's so crazy. Also, this is a weird thing that I noticed this time watching through. Have you noticed that almost nobody has the same color eyebrows as their hair? <laughs> I did not notice that. So like Margo's pay attention. is the most dark. She's got like dark brown eyebrows and blonde hair. Could or, be bleached. Yes. So I give her that. But everybody else has a different color eyebrow than hair. Hmm. It's wild. It's a funny aesthetic choice. Right? Huh. Like there's a weird animation thing that like the eyebrow and hair departments didn't talk to each other. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. So you get that rad (laughs) title card, that epic intro. Got to get somewhere. And you immediately are thrown into this. So Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. Animation is excellent. Yeah. Albeit the movements seem like a little spooky sometimes. Oh, for sure. Um, I think it's, I think it's cheap Hanna-Barbera, which is because it wasn't Hanna-Barbera's whole thing is like they figured out how to turn around animation fast. I, I don't know. I think, I think that's a thing like, mm-hmm. like, cause they did like Yogi Bear and, right. uh, Muttley. I don't think Muttley is a thing. Maybe I'm just making <laughs> shit up. Uh, your old pal like, Muttley. Your old pal Muttley. But no, I think their whole thing was that they were, they could turn around animation quickly. Right. And that's why they became who they became so let's talk about moki real quick okay so it's awful right it's an abomination like that it for for it because i mean it is racist as fuck for it for it being 1985 through like whatever 1995 or what you know although like think about true lies came out in what 1995 (laughs) that's true they have a in true lies, they have a Maori man playing a Middle Eastern, like the most ostentatious Middle Eastern uh, terrorist. Yeah. When weirdly, like it's not the most ostentatious thing in that movie. Like there's a whole hair scene with a hairier thing. Yeah. Uh, and Jamie Lee Curtis doing a pole dance to for her <laughs> husband that she thinks is a spy. Like there's a whole bunch of shit wrong with that movie. But there are certain ethnicities that American cinema forever was just fine with. Yeah. Yeah. Like being crazy caricatures. Sure. And you can even get into the like uh, along the same timeline, like Simpsons with a poo, you know, like which really only recently became a thing. Literally like within the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so my question about the hat is, did, 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 did they just put this hat on him to be like, it's not racist. He's from Detroit or like, you know what I mean? Like, like a nomad from Detroit. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't get the hat. The hat bugs me. He's like, got I, I want to know. Yeah. No, no. I, nothing seems when you actually start looking at it, like for some reason, Moki, I think is perfectly designed to be this thing that if you don't think about it at all, it just passes by like as a kid, what, which did is not well. Okay. Okay. You, you know, like it just did not register as being weird, but then you start looking at him. It's like, wait, hold on. You told me there's a nomad, but he's dressed all in different shades of blue. He actually seems to be dressed the most normal for like a young person. Correct. Cause like Derek looks like Han Solo. He's <laughs> yeah. got, he's wearing a jacket that is like just cut underneath his nipples. Yes. Uh, Margot uh-huh. looks like a GI Joe character. Like yes, she's totally. got like camo pants and like a super it's, they don't make any sort of sense as humans. They, no. okay, here's what they look like. They look like 19, like late eighties, early nineties sci-fi characters. Sure. You know, yes. like that you'd see in a movie, but Which they are kind of sci-fi characters. I guess they've suddenly become that in this time traveling. That's fair. World. But Moki, yeah, looks sort of normal. He's wearing like blue shorts and a blue shirt and a blue overshirt. He looks the most like for the nomad character. He looks the most like your next door neighbor from Detroit, from Detroit or what, you know, <laughs> uh, he also has like, it is a very stereotyped uh, accent and it's I, terrible. I don't want to say like when we did this, I, I didn't look it up this time, but the last time we did this, I think we looked it up and I think it's, it's voiced by a white person. Oh, I, uh, I would put all of my chips on that. Yeah. Yes. Although I will say this not episode, not so much, but we, we the last time we looked it up, like there are some huge fucking, we're going to get to some cool okay. voices in, in both this episode and future ones. Was there one in this one? Oh, yeah. Okay. You're going to be thrilled. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, our heroes <laughs> emerge on a hilltop and they decide <laughs> to find a boat again to take Down, somewhere. Right. Which because Moki, I also say like, here's more like Moki issues. They <laughs> hashtag Moki issues. Mo- yeah. Hashtag Moki. Because they repeatedly make him nefarious. I, um, they call him a scoundrel multiple times. Well, yes. And they're always pitching him as being both cheap and a liar and a thief. And like, yep, it's pretty they, bad. Yeah. Like they're really leaning into like, it's and, like but he's also I'll, like, he, he's also kind of, I mean, he's throughout this episode anyway. And I presume the whole, like he's kind of the, the jester, you know, he's like the yes. bumbling, like, Ooh. which in and of itself, I don't think is necessarily bad having a, per, having a character play that like, dumb, but like there's something problematic when you're tying it to he's, when he's the one non-white character. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like it's a in a time travel series where most of these characters should probably not be white. Correct. <laughs> right. I also the, or I assume we're just going to skip over the fact that everybody's speaking English. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> by the way, everybody speaks English in this Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Um, so they decide to take find a boat. They get fruit and bread. They're ready to set sail. And then, yeah, Moki gets in trouble with a townsperson named Micah. Yep. Who calls him a heathen. Correct. Yes. So that's part of this. Another one. Moki then falls into the boat. Yep. He breaks it. And Derek calls him a real Jonah. Right. Which I, I will say story wise, this was like the worst part for me where I was going like, this is the worst fucking story writing I've ever seen mm. because they, they're like, how the fuck do we get from A to B? And it's like, we'll call him a Jonah and then that will lead to this thing. But like the way it comes off, it sounds super pejorative. Yes. Like, so, so Margot informs us that 
apparently, yes. sailors call people who bring <laughs> bad luck on a ship. A real Jonah. <laughs> yes. Which like, I think is a spurious claim. At best. So, oh, it's an outright. It could just be an outright lie. <laughs> but so as a little religious kid growing up. Like what did is that a thing? Like no, did you no. call people a Jonah In like no if way. they like fell down or like was, were bad luck? No, I would have at probably as a kid would have just chalked it up to something that either parents say and I wasn't aware of. Yeah. Like it's like oh this is a weird parent thing. But it, I I actually vaguely remember this being a weird sticker like no we don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like pe- people don't do that. Yeah. Uh yeah, no that's not a thing. Okay. Uh there's I, and just like blanket wise, we don't do that like it's like you're being a real no over there. Uh, except for one. I do. There is one doubting Thomas. We would call people a doubting Thomas, which we haven't talked about. Oh, so okay. you don't know. That's so that you, have you heard the, t- the I've, phrase? I've heard that phrase. Okay. I did not know it was biblical. Oh, okay. You'll, you'll, I'm you'll excited like, to hear about it. So that's the only one that I can think of where that you would actually like use this complex. Jesus complex. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I'm trying to think. Let's make sure there's no others. I mean, there's other things that we would like. We might do analogies, but I don't think we'd ever like characterize somebody by it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, okay. So then <laughs> this townsperson, Micah is like Jonah. Oh, right. I know a Jonah. <laughs> oh, you must be related to this Jonah uh-huh. who just lives right over here. Right. Um, and we meet old Jonah. Yep. Who is voiced by Alan Oppenheimer. Yes. Who was uh, in the original Westworld. Oh. Um, he is in a movie that I don't know, but I presume you do called Nine. It's just oh, the number nine. Right, right, with the with the guys in the little suits and the and yeah. the uh, like they're like animated thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, why did, there's somebody either the director or the writer or somebody did it was I I saw it a long time ago. Uh, and my favorite, uh, he is the voice of Skeletor on He-Man. No. Yeah. So what? old Jonah, AKA Skeletor, Skeletor. in hiding. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe just pre-Skeletor, like, right. Jonah dies. Animated skeleton. <laughs> yeah. Skeletor. Yeah. A little Easter egg. Yeah. Jonah's dog named Samson. Yep. Isn't that cute? Uh, there will be a Samson episode of this. Oh, for sure. And I think that might be the one we do next. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's the next thing <laughs> that like calling somebody a Jonah. Mm hmm. I'm like, is this just a religious thing that I don't get? Or is this not a thing, period? I will, there are a few. There are a lot in this episode where they're, uh, that are just not things. So but let's see. So we start. Uh, they're trying to figure out what the hell to do about Moki and how he's going to repay well, the he, boat. Or he whatever ate the fuck. five fish dinners. Right. Yes. And then didn't pay and said that he had to catch a boat and that the captain would pay for it. Yes. Anyway. So there's lots of talk about debtors prison. Correct. No, not a thing. Debtor's prison, like... That's a modern thing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, modern, relatively modern. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, like, never prison. It's always referred to as debtor's prison, which I kept thinking of, like, as a kid, like, that wouldn't even make sense, really. I remember hearing about debtor's prison just, like, in, like, history. Okay. And... I think it, I want to file it under whatever we're filing, uh, like whatever the heading is for like quicksand and, um, sure, yeah, yeah. uh, like jetpacks, like these things that I assumed were real. Okay. Let me start a new document here. We have <laughs> quicksand, jetpacks, jetpacks and debtors, debtors prison. Prison. Okay. But like these things that I kind of thought all adults had some interaction with or like flying cars. 
Like that this was going to be a thing we Adding were going to get cars to. cars to the list. Uh, and then like as, like, as I get older going like, wait, there's no way. Like, why was this? perpetuated like this yeah. was never a thing and we're all just accepting mm-hmm. these weird tropes mm-hmm. I mean, or like uh, you know shooting locks off with guns or like <laughs> like there's it's mostly film tropes like these things that where you're just like yeah. you're accepting that this is a thing yeah. or uh knocking people out like video games do it all the time the, uh, movies do it all the time like if you lose consciousness for even half a second you have brain trauma <laughs> if you're out for 30 minutes you are dead like you don't like unless you're in a coma, losing right. consciousness for any extended period of time is not a thing that right, you right. recover from. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we can put this on the list of right. so no uh, dead prison. Is, nope, the list is strong. Right. Uh, okay. Well, that's good. Good to know. I'm glad we're on the same page there. <laughs> how, how about the other things like quicksand? Uh, yeah. I mean, jetpacks. <laughs> I do like the list a lot. I like the list. <laughs> um. Uh. So, uh, old Jonah invites them to stay. Which again, what are they going home? What like doesn't ask Rick as he mentions multiple times, like, I know you need to get on your way. Stay here the night. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure you get fed. Also, you don't look like anybody from around here. And what, sp- what the fuck is a vest? Right. <laughs> right. And and like there's also a lot of the, like Margot is just like walking around and nobody seems to be problem like having a problem with. Right. I, this sounds like I'm endorsing misogyny, but no, like. Well, endorsing misogyny, we have a nice little uh, tie in here because then we're we are introduced to the housekeeper. Oh, I forgot about that. Which is a weird again, a weird thing to not just I mean, okay, I thought it was his wife for the first time. Yes. Like, initially. And which I guess they don't want to like write in that Jonah has a wife, like in case there's like some biblical inaccuracy there. So instead he has a housekeeper that's roughly his age. That is just entirely subservient. I'm going to put like, this is me adding to the record, but that, uh, I think it's fuck buddy. Okay. Housekeeper slash fuck buddy. buddy. Uh, Martha voiced by Nancy DeSaul. Uh, she was in the in-laws, uh, horror movie called the nurse, uh, alias, and too close for comfort. Wait, alias the TV show? Yes. The J.J. Abrams yeah. vehicle? Yeah. And it is only now <laughs> that these guys realize that it is the Jonah. Right. So they, Correct. They, they go to sleep. Oh, and we are met with one of my favorite cells of the animation, which... <laughs> the, the, the sleeping thing? Which is homeboy <laughs> just fucking dead to the world on the bed. And, and Moki looking like he... Like, had the worst night of his yes, life. Yes. Like fetal position. Shit went down. Like he, I think it even had shown like shaking. I am excited. I hope that you had a chance to watch this and know what we're talking about. If you don't, I, we will definitely be posting a still of that because it's, I fucking love that. There's still. also some like some Christian bullshit in there too. Cause like the, it's the two dudes sharing the bed yes. and then like the woman is like, way the fuck like they're showing that no impropriety could ever have happened right yes of course except with moki oh yeah no (laughs) there's something happened to moki i don't know if it was that night but at some point in his past right that wasn't he has not had a good life so so in the morning it's only now that they realize that this is the jonah which again we are you know eight episodes into this series and they still don't know that there are bible characters all around them yeah Okay, so uh, they ask him to tell his story. And he's also write, supposedly writing his own book right now, which yeah. I don't think was a thing. I was going to ask actually later if like, is that like the book of Jonah? It is, there is the, yes. Okay, so, so is that what he's is, supposedly writing? Correct. But 
I don't think it's canonical that he wrote it. Okay. So they ask him to tell his story. Uh, and actually, it's funny because I'm actually more interested in the meta of this than I am the actual story. For sure. Like now it doesn't, it gets no, kind of boring. No, no. The, the story part of it, like the only things that I had to really comment on were like the things that they chose to be very specifically yes. accurate on. Yes. Uh, which I th- we'll get to because most of them are later. But no, like the meta is really the more interesting, like lots of fun stuff to dice. How long did it take to break this story? An after an afternoon. Right. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. There are mile wide holes in it as well as like super problematic shit. Yeah, totally. Um, so, uh, so we get a flashback. We are, we, we're introduced to young Jonah also voiced by, Oh no, also extremely bad, uh, hair to eyebrow color ratio. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, young Jonah, uh, voiced by Christopher Tabori, uh, who did voices on star Wars Knights of the old Republic. Oh fuck. Uh, he directed some ABC after school specials (laughs) and (laughs) he was also, uh, the voice of Mercer in the 1987 GI Joe movie. Really? Yeah. God talks to Jonah. God, voiced by Tony J. It's a good God voice. Uh, who is Frollo uh, in Hunchback? Oh, uh, he's also in Time Bandits. Uh, he's also did he uh, play God in Time Bandits? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know actually. Uh, voice uh, in Beauty and the Beast, and uh, he's in Twins. These are not small actors. No, Tony J is like, like a, they're working a thing. Like people, people. There are Tony J stands. I, I makes. I will say like. God's voice in this is epic as fuck. Real good. Yeah. And uh, it is not the same God voice that we will hear other times in this series. Really? He's not always God. God God changes his voice? Yeah. All right. Uh, God tells him about Nineveh, where, which is maybe my favorite collage of Oh, of I was going to, I do want to talk about that. Yes. yes. So like, we see. Remember that children are watching this. Right. <laughs> Just. Oh, yes. <laughs> so we see scenes of the how awful Nineveh is. <laughs> so there's gambling, there's drinking, cockfighting, there's cockfighting. <laughs> uh, not in this montage. Oh, later is that later? That, yeah. Okay. So there's lots of liquid being poured down throats, which I was like, oh shit, this is where Adam got the oil thing. <gasps> oh. For some reason, like it, it's a, it's a lustful, like yeah, yeah, alcohol, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, but it it's is supposed like supposed to be wine barrels being poured down. Correct. They're, they're waterboarding people with wine yes and like they'll start at their mouth and then like just drain it down their body yep they do a whole little <laughs> luge um, and, and women are in full-on like g-strings yes pole, like uh <laughs> belly dancing slash pole dancing a very um i dream of genie yes stereotype outfit. yes so like semi like translucent like genie pants <laughs> with a g-string and like a and a and a like a, a bikini top yeah and then like translucent like and they've got crazy long hair like it's and like crazy voluptuousness like the lots of risque dancing uh there is also like uh they cut away from it really really fast <laughs> but there's like i think what is a wet t-shirt contest happening <gasps> where there's pouring liquid over people no like so so one of the like risque dancing yeah. ladies is dancing and then somebody like throws a cauldron of water like at her chest and then it cuts <laughs> no i missed that <laughs> yeah it's like right at the end that of- is stellar yeah so again Children are watching this. As a kid, like, I knew that, well, here's what it was like. In my mind, like, this was projecting, like, oh, this is displaying what sinful humans do. And I didn't register it beyond, like, th- for, it's kind of funny, because, like, I'm actually able to connect this back. And now watching this as an adult, like, what the fuck was being shown to kids? <laughs> but I, it, what, I think the funny part about it is, like, as a kid, it didn't register to me as being sinful, 
I mean, it did. No, uh, that's not like being wrong. Uh-huh. Like I, what I was watching was not damaging to me. At least I, I think. Sure. It also didn't like necessarily awaken anything in me. I mean, maybe the oil thing, <laughs> but like it wasn't like it's was like, oh, fuck, I need to go like to a strip club now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mother, I, but, get me to Nineveh. Yes, I need to go to Nineveh. I, I, I do want to get to the next montage or not. It's, mon- yeah, we'll, it's we'll when he's walking through because, yeah, there's those are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we get, <laughs> we get this really good line from young Jonah or no, it's from old Jonah. OK, he's, you know, voicing his story and yeah, he's he, kind of narrating. He he has a re- also like a really good voice. Yes. Like a lot of gravitas. But he does this really whiny line that I love, which is I didn't want to go to Nineveh. <laughs> And then we also get the um, he he then goes and finds a ship. Yep. Uh, and uh, we get what is like maybe the adult joke of the the of this episode, which is one of the sailors on the ship says he looks as though he's running away from someone. And then the other one said probably his wife. Right. Right. Which, again, you know, it's like pre toy story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's totally a. Like just and then young Jonah says, I was running away from God. God. Yeah. So, so we get uh, the storm. Yep. Which has a really good score. And yeah. and I had a hard time finding out any information about like if they pulled this stuff in, if it was scored for the series. I mean, the the intro has an uh-huh. insanely good, like very Indiana, Indiana like yeah. uh, uh, Robin Williams. Robin Williams, you know. Uh, oh, fuck. What is the guy's name? John Williams. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. And like it very like epic. The scoring is fantastic on this. Yes. Although I feel like this was the time too when like that was not uncommon. Like people would just like you had there was yeah, right, Hollywood that's had what you orchestras. Do. Yeah. 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 You need to do that. Uh, there's just an orchestra sitting in the studio somewhere. Right. And you just say. I mean, Family Guy we does got a it. storm coming up. Family Guy still does it. Mm. So, I mean, you know, it can happen. Yeah. But I think you just like most people just. It get, definitely adds something. Oh, like, for sure. you know, I think the animation style. And the music are really like truly what keep this from being like an absolutely unbearable watch. Correct. You know, like the, the story is just like, oh, it's bad. Uh, but, you know, it, it is uh, uh, as an adult that doesn't give a shit. <laughs> it's it's still easy enough to get through because of those things. Yeah. Um, it's also easy to get through because we with the sailors get our first appearance of the Devo hats, which yep. are delightful yeah it's pretty good um and carried on through apparently just like it's a thing uh, suddenly it's a thing the sailor has like your classic red devo hat and then we arrive everybody's got devo hats (laughs) and they're all different colors um yeah i do like like there was some design put into like we need jonah to look like down homey and kind of not threadbare but like simple yeah and everybody else needs to like in in contrast has to be so ostentatious and they have metropolitan yeah but like i mean we'll get to like when the king disrobes to be like to get all like in sackcloth and ashes like the amount of time it takes him to like remove all these things made me laugh almost like it was (laughs) fantastic um so we get the great fish and they, and they clarify big fish, not a whale. They're like really stern about it. Yes. Not a whale. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the great fish, which they also mention God created for this specific thing, for this specific thing, which I don't think is there. I think it's just, there yeah. is a great fish. I don't <laughs> think it's like, but anyway, um, great fish looks rad. Yeah. Love the animation of big the great carp. fish. It looks like kind of like a big carp. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so then it flashes forward 
to them talking in whatever present day about the fish. Right. And they go into like a brief moment of the science of how he could have survived in right. the fish. Right. Well, because it starts with Moki going, and then you died? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. No, um, well, I'm telling the story. And <laughs> and so we get this like brief blip that was probably my most like cringy moment of the whole thing where it was. Yeah. the like, well, uh, it, uh, nothing is impossible because God made it and there was air right. in there. You idiot. And right. uh, also it was not a whale. Right. But I will say the animation of uh, of Jonah in the fish like with the outline, the, the black, really bl- yeah, with that like kind of weird. It is nice looking. It's kind of a cool. Mm-hmm. It works. Mm-hmm. I also like that there's a, a ridiculous amount of sea life that the fish is going <laughs> yeah, by a lot, and that aren't in the same biomes. Right. Well, yeah, it's like two sperm whales and then like a giant octopus. <laughs> They're not worried about the geography of, of this at all. Um, uh, and and so then now we get the second montage of, yes, of Nineveh, him which, arriving in Nineveh, which is. Oh, there's some reused footage. Correct. But there is additional, including the chicken fight. Chicken that fight. You mentioned. There is also like a drunk driving thing. Yes. Like there are people slamming things wine. of wine on a chariot and then like, but the, like horses the horse is like grinning yeah, like wildly. Eyes are huge. No, it's it's wonderful. And like it's just pure chaos. And more Devo hats. And more Devo hats. And uh, we are then shortly introduced to the king. Uh, and his three stooges. Yeah. Who, which by the way, when they did the stooges thing, did you think that the fat guy was the king? And then they suddenly like, he goes like, we should tell the king. Or like, Oh, you're not the king. Totally. Okay. Yes. Uh, it's like three guys. It's, it's four guys, three of who are addressed kind of identically. And yep. then one guy who's like more yep. elaborate. Anyway, it was a weird, and they all look like Marvel supervillains. Correct. Like there's a very like Magneto esque character. There's yes. a very juggernaut looking character. All Caucasian. Everybody in this <laughs> thing is Caucasian. Except for that Moki. Moki's the only non Caucasian. We will let you know when we see anybody <laughs> who is not Caucasian. Um so then the three stooges go into the king. Uh the king, uh Peter Cullen, who no! is the voice of Optimus. Yeah. Prime. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> He's like, Autobots, put on your sackcloth and ashes. <laughs> right. Um, and and then legitimately it gets, it's so boring. Like, oh yeah, um, this is about, I think the moment in- They ran out our, of money. Our first, uh, that could be. This is like the first time I think like in our attempt at doing like a stream of this. Yeah. Where I, it was All just like, like, oh God, there's just nothing the gourd, going on. That gourd sequence- like yeah. they go for like seconds of the same frame dissolving into the next frame for the both how the board of the gourd uh, grows. Yeah. And then the sequence of him going to sleep. Yes. And there's no talk. There's no narration. Yeah. It's just like this like frame hold for a few seconds fade to the next frame hold for a few seconds next frame. Like did they literally run like out of money forgot to animate the thing? Yeah. We just have these stills. Right. And and I think that's why it's really it's actually really jarring and nice when you act when you get to see the worms. Yeah, the worm footage oh, is it's good. They, like suddenly you're back in. That's what happened. They spent all their time on the worms. Like oh, I have three days <laughs> and I have to put the out the rest up. of this. Yeah. So and then that's basically it. Like yeah. so then it cuts back to what I keep calling present day. I don't know what to call this. Yeah. Weird timeline. Present day works. Uh, and they uh, they thank old Jonah for his story and. You know, yeah, it's lots of like, we got to get back on that road to go to where. where? Um, and and then 
we are, it ends with this weird thing of lots of like hemming, hawing, shrugging, and boys will be boysing. The, that, I don't know why, because like it wasn't a necessarily bad thing, but like ending with her saying boys will be boys creeped the shit out of me. Me too. Like it was like, oh, yeah. Oh, like, that's bad. It's a bad final message. Yes. Like, okay, so here's what happened. They're leaving. Uh, and Jonah gave them a bag of food because that was the whole thing, keeping them from going wherever the fuck they're going. And they're partway down the road and the bag starts moving. And, right. uh, it's Samson. it's Samson, the puppy who had gotten into the, into the bag and eaten all the food somehow. Right. Uh, and then they're like, Samson, you should go back. Uh, and so Samson runs off and then uh, Moki goes, I like, oh, I know where we can get free fish dinners. And that's another time that Derek goes like, oh, you scoundrel. And uh -huh. then starts chasing him, presumably to beat the shit out of him. Absolutely. And that's when it cuts to Margo going, Matt, boys will be boys. Yeah. Which as a final message, truly to Not me was good. jarring. Yeah. Uh, because there was a lot of even like in the Jonah thing, there's a lot of like guys being like, eh, well, whatever. Right. And to have that be the takeaway message of Jonah, like the story of Jonah is <laughs> like, um, I don't I don't know that that's the, the moral here. Right. <sighs> anyway. Uh, they also did try to spin like because the end of the of the real story like is not really resolved like Jonah isn't necessarily happy he's pissed at God like the end, uh, whole thing happens right, right, yeah. and then it just kind of ends which is right but like old Jonah kind of puts this like pin in it goes like I was basically wrong for questioning God uh -huh. and then like we just move on from the story <laughs> yeah which is kind of weird because like it's it they're doing that like pattern thing in stories where you know when you feel like the the way the word choice and the, and the inflection of the voice like indicates end of story mm -hmm. and it indicates like Dana Ma and we're out of the, like we're, we're past the climax and we're, mm -hmm. we're into it, but there really isn't one. Right. And it's, it's very strange. Cause yeah, cause you're looking for some sort of resolution and it puts a, to me, a lot of the weight just gets shoved onto that boys will be boys. Yeah. And you're going, Oh yeah, this is a fucking like ugly. It, it, it should have ended with old Jonah putting the pin on it or whatever. right. Right. Yeah. So and it still are stuck there. Never got back. <laughs> right. Um, which I don't know, maybe on the last episode they go home. We'll see. Um, there's really, I looked, there's no great reviews for, for <laughs> this episode. This might be it. Uh, yes. Cause we've been going for about a little over 40 minutes. I think, I think we've gotten, we've talked <laughs> twice as much about yeah, this thing right. as it is to watch it. Um, mostly it's people saying that it's not as good as the beginner's Bible cartoons. Oh, so uh, are, do you know those? No. Okay. Um, and, uh, I guess I want to end with my favorite review okay. that I found, uh, <laughs> which is I like Jonah, but I don't get it. Why those three person are in it. They all ruin the show because in the Bible, it does not say anything about they, <laughs> That didn't happen. I just like the idea that somebody's like furiously flipping through a Bible like, ah, Margo, Margo, I don't know. Ah. Uh, so good. Anyways. Um, so good. So that does it. Uh, you should, uh, by the way, you should watch it. You should watch it. Um, it's uh, uh, 
look on YouTube for it. Yeah, it's uh, all of these are on YouTube. Um, and uh, <laughs> don't, join, give, don't give anybody money, anybody money for these. Yeah. <laughs> so for the next uh, couple of weeks, at least, yeah. Um, Alan is going to be on paternity leave, uh, unpaid, and <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so Adam and I are gonna uh do these weird little uh, things on these cartoons. If you want to uh, watch before uh, next week, um, the next one that we're going to do is the uh, Samson cartoon. Excellent. Yeah. And and we may do a couple of other things. Uh, if not just the, the animation's easy because uh, we had talked about bringing in guests and different things like that. But with this whole virus thing going on, uh, it's that's makes it's, it's a little different or yeah. difficult to, to pull people in. So early, early on, uh, Adam and I decided that we were containment buddies. So yeah, yeah, we were basically, it was, it was Alan and he's still part of our, our group, but mm-hmm. he's no longer here. Okay. So I mean, um, it sound like he's gone. He's not dead. He's, he's just fine. Yes. And I should say, I made jokes. Mom is good too. Mom's good. Baby's good. Dad's good. Everybody's good. Everybody's good. Except we're for good. that scoundrel Moki. <sighs> Fuck. Hey, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us at KJVPod on both Twitter and Instagram to keep up with what we're doing. This week, uh, with COVID-19 keeping us all indoors, uh, we'd really appreciate it if you could go out and support... Uh, don't go out, actually. Just you know, go out online and support uh, <laughs> independent artists. Uh, Nick and Evie own a record store here in town called The Business. Um, if you're wanting to help artists out and or get some great vinyl, The Business has got you covered. Uh, They distribute tons of independent bands and labels, so you'd be supporting artists directly and not some giant uh, record company. Uh, You can find them online at www.thebusinessanacordis.com. You can also follow Nick on Twitter at TheBusinessRex, R-E-C-S, and uh, he's funny and also got independent new music news and shit. Oh, shucks. Yeah. Uh, don't follow me. I'm not funny. Uh, thanks to Mascaras and Resurrection Records. If you want to hear some political rants, though. Oh, God. At yeah. Coffee Postal, that shit. <laughs> it's bad. Thanks to Mascaras and Resurrection Records for the use of our theme song, Kixari, off the album El Moran. And this week's Resurrection Records artist is Kim Gray, also available at uh, The Business. So uh, go check that shit out. You can find these songs, stickers we have for sale, our Patreon links, everything uh, on our website, kingjamesvirgin.com. Until next week, thank you for listening. Remember, boys will be boys. And I want to know, this is another action item. Ooh. I want to know what you watched when you were a kid when the substitute teacher rolled in the cart. Yeah. I want to know what the thing, like, repeatedly. I feel like everybody has a thing that you viewed, let's say, three or more times growing up in school. Just like... Oh, totally. Was applicable to any class overarching i would love to know that's it tweet us at kjv pod or yes. email us dear jesus at king james anything and uh, i guess boys will be boys <laughs> gross bye <laughs>
by Sonic Bazaar.